You're listening to On Human Rights, where we go in depth on issues concerning human rights and international humanitarian law. My name is Gabriel Stein. This week, we're broadcasting from the island of Gotland in Sweden. During the celebration of democracy on the island this week, we've been interviewing different people involved in some way or another in human rights or international humanitarian law. In this episode of On Human Rights, our team leader for Inclusive Societies, Gabriela Fredriksson, interviews George Andrian. He is the general secretary of the NGO Diakonia in Sweden and Concord, a network of different civil society actors in Sweden. Enjoy. Hi and welcome, Georgi Andrian. Um, you're Thank you. the secretary general of Diakonia and also the chair of Concord Sweden. Yeah. And you also previously worked as the ambassador of Sweden in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for talking to us today. Um, would you like to start just telling me a little bit about Diakonia, please? Yes, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for also for this conversation on the lawn here in Almedalen. Um, yeah, Diakonia, we are a faith-based Swedish development organization. We work specifically working on human rights issues, uh, inclusive democracy, social economic justice, gender justice. That's a kind of focus we have. We operate in 25 countries with local offices um, in four regions, Latin America, Africa, Middle East and Asia. Um, and so we we uh, have we see as our kind of DNA in the way we work local presence as extremely important. Accompanying partners, we have we work with around about 350 partners around the world, and we have we see it as our kind of main asset are these partners, and the way we work is to walk with them, not only funding them but also having a close relationship over time. You're also chair of Concord Sweden. Um, you just uh, took up that position. Why is that interesting for you? And could you tell us a little bit more about Concord and yes. their mission? Concord is um, a network of um, platforms in uh, all EU member countries. Uh, Concord Sweden then is the Swedish platform. Here we organized 63 civil society organizations. We come together as a platform to join hands and join efforts and uh, our resources to follow uh, and do advocacy work uh, on issues related to Swedish and EU development policy, to some extent also foreign policy. For me, as you said, I just took up the position a few months ago and it is an extremely efficient way of coordinate but also give voice and come together when, uh, for instance, here in Almedalen, we do things together because together we we uh, are stronger and we are clearer in our voices. Thank you. And also from your perspective, having worked in Central America, uh, but also from all, all your other experiences, mm. what would you say are the like three of the main important trends affecting development cooperation today? For us, from our perspective and from my perspective, and as you say, also having these three years in Central America, I would mention three three issues then. One is the fact that being a human rights defender today has is increasingly dangerous. Um, we see attacks um, increasing on human rights defenders. So that's one area, human rights defense and defense of human rights defenders. That's one area. And a second area that I, that's linked to this is rule of law, where I uh, saw it close 
uh, firsthand in Guatemala how power and authorities use um, the justice system to uh, close space, which would be my third topic then, uh, civic space, where we see, all of us I think, in Concord, but also we, Diakonia, I guess you as the Allenberg Institute also see that, um, which is the fact that civil society organizations, but also political opposition, media and so on, find it more and more difficult to operate. So the civic space is narrowing down. So that would be my third, op uh, third kind of area, topic. And we, if we start with the, this last one, what do you see about the challenges? Does it look different in different parts of the world? What could be the solutions? Well, actually, we, these, we do see differences, but what we do see also are commonalities. It, it seems like that these bad guys, uh, because they are mostly men, have an extremely efficient network on how to exchange. They exchange uh, experiences on how to clamp down on civil society organizations and political opposition. So we see tendencies that are the same. And then another example is in Palestine, where we also work, where the authorities, both the Palestinian administration, but also the Israelis, are making it more and more difficult for us to operate, closing bank accounts and so on. So it's administrative, but also through different legal measures that they close civil society space. And looking here, we're sitting here in Almedalen, um, talking about shrinking civil space in other countries, but what would you say about the situation in Sweden today? Extremely worrisome, I would say. I was talking to one of my uh, nesters, one of my uh, mentors in this career I've had, and he came up to me with a very strict face and said, you, you, need, you, Concord, need to do something before it's too late. He had just been with his grandchildren, uh, children to Poland and was reminded about what happened 60, 70 years ago in these countries and, and in, in Poland, in Germany, etc. And he, see, he sees tendencies from, from, from that time. Today, as we speak here in Almedalen, this is a political jamboree. This is, this is a kind of uh, the best example of open democracy that you can have. Politicians, civil society, media, lobbyists meet here. This year, as last year, we also now have Nazi movements coming to the streets. Today, uh, we see the uh, Nordic, uh, Nordic and the Nazi movement that we have in Sweden, uh, given um, what you call it, uh, they are given permission to put up stands and to demonstrate, scaring away other democratic forces. That's extremely worrisome. But not only those extremes, I also see, which is uh, maybe even more dangerous, or in combination, the growing populism, where mainstream political parties find it politically, strategically correct to try to respond to populistic um, messages, adjusting political agendas and moving the whole debate and giving populism this kind of, of, uh, of, of space without standing up, without really defending the core values that the political parties, and that is really, really dangerous. We have an upcoming, uh, when we speak now, there's only two months left for the general elections in Sweden, and I am, I am worried.
also mentioned the um, rule of law is yeah. one of the trends that you see affects the development cooperation. Mm. Could you explain what you mean by that? I, I think we what we see is a lack of interest, a lack of focus on rule of law. Again, coming back to my three years in Guatemala, we um, the embassy and still the embassy, my 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 successor and the embassy continues working very very closely with the justice system with the uh, uh, other kind of inst the institutionality that is in place to try to uh, protect rule of law because it's under harsh political attack in the case of Guatemala from the current administration where they one day use and abuse the justice system to uh, push through um, legal decisions uh, clamping down on opposition, political opposition or human rights defenders. N next day they turn around and they totally disrespect uh, constitutional court decisions, Supreme Court decisions and the whole system around the justice system is abused. We are not really, we as actors in development cooperation, I would say maybe with some exceptions, uh, Rolla Ballenberg included, haven't put enough focus on the need for civil society in countries to address issues of a uh, independent justice system, uh, independent um, prosecutors, and to make sure that these systems work for the benefit of uh, the rights holders. This is something we see. I saw it very closely in Guatemala. I saw it in Honduras. Uh, we just had an election in Honduras where the president totally disregarded any attempt from the justice system to say to him that you are not eligible for, for, to, to run. Your uh, campaign was illegal. Your, you, you hijacked the whole electoral uh, kind of process. We see it in El Salvador. We see it in country after country. And we need, we, I think we need to talk to our partners in civil society and to, together with them discuss how to together uh, start targeting rule of law as a key issue for us. And then looking at the Swedish Development Corporation um, run through CEDA, what do they need to change in order to actually meet these new challenges, do you think? I think that, uh, I mean, we should be proud. I think. To, Honestly speaking, uh, I saw it again when I was working as a Swedish official, but also see it now from the civil society perspective. I think we Sweden should be proud. Sweden is one of the few, if not, if maybe even the only country today standing up for core values, for human rights, for rule of law, becoming even in the EU, becoming more and more alone. But still, having said that, we still need to. Um, push Swedish Development Corporation through CEDA or through embassies to come much closer to the ground. Um, not only working with civil society organizations, but be on the ground, identify change, change, change agents. I think Development Corporation is about supporting change. And, we, and I think we are, and one critique I think we all have at least I have against Swedish Development Corporation is a too strong reliance on UN systems and kind of multilateral solutions. It's extremely important for normative reasons. But if you want 
to be part of a change process in a country, I don't think that going through the UN system is the most efficient way of doing it. I think you need to be working directly with uh, governments, if that's possible, with civil society or other actors, media, uh, youth organizations, to, to really be part of promoting change in these countries. Okay, so thank you very much for this interview. Thank you, Gabriela. Mm -hmm. That was Georg Andren from the NGO Diakonia in Sweden and Concord, a network of different civil society actors in Sweden, talking there to Gabriella Fredriksson, the team leader for inclusive societies at the Rao Wallenberg Institute. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with more interviews discussing human rights and international humanitarian law.